Spurs, the greatest team of the year. Hello, hello, and welcome back, my Yankee Yiddos. Oh, what a day to be here. What a day to be alive. I've been recovering for two days straight now after the party that was Sunday. Um, so is Cucarella. So is Cucarella. So is Tuchel. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. So I just want to say we have a full house tonight. Got my good man, Nick Turns. How are we doing? Doing good. Doing doing really good. First match review of the season. We also got Matt it. Stevens. How are we doing, Matt? Doing well. Awesome. Hell yes. And I mean, really, no matter what, I would definitely need help to go over everything that happened in this game. You know, we were watching the highlights back again and there was just so much that happened, so much energy, not a lot of football, but a lot of energy yes. and the emotions and alcohol that poured through probably all of us afterwards. Um, I definitely either missed some stuff, forgot some stuff, can't remember some stuff. Either way, what an emotional day. What a crazy, amazing day. What a time to be a Spurs fan. Um, but we're going to get to the we're going to get to the match. We're going to go through the whole thing. Every hair lost, you know, everything will be said. But before we get there, I want to start out today's episode with something we touched on last week. Uh, but Matt, I passed it over to you. I want to ask what's been happening over in your neck of the woods and uh, how the late, the women's spurs, all the events, everything that's going on, how that's been. Yeah, so uh, Friday, I uh, ended up staying at, at work too late, but we had the Louisville Spurs uh, meet up with the uh the women's at their practice um and they were able to meet the team and get some autographs and meet with ledley afterwards um, and you went to that i didn't no no i, I missed it i i stayed late at work and i just mm -hmm. couldn't make it across town in time mm -hmm. um but then saturday um we had to get together a little meet and greet with with ledley at uh, a bowling alley in louisville um it was like in in the basement so uh he came and answered fan questions and stuff, and it was a good time. And uh, did a, some autographs afterwards, and took a, took a photo with the Louisville Spurs. Nice. Um, and then we went and watched the game uh, on Sunday morning. Um, and it was originally supposed to just be um, Matt Tarr and one of the Lady Spurs there, um, but I guess Ledley also showed up to that. Um, nice. That's awesome. So, <laughs> he was watching it in the bar with us, and uh, at halftime we all got together and, and got another uh, photo with him. And nice. you know, I'll, I'll post those on the Discord um, if yeah, you're interested. And then um, we went out uh, that that evening and watched the Lady Spurs play against Ooh, Club right. America, and uh, we all had like seats together and stuff. Um, and unfortunately, they lost two to one, but it was. Mm. Uh, it was, it was a good experience so, to get out yeah. and get to see the third kits in person, and they look amazing. Oh, really? Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. awesome. The real so much, so much better than that horrible away thing. Jeez, oh, that away kit is so bad. Guys, look, uh, to <laughs> you guys and to everyone listening, I will concede a little bit. It looks better in person. It looks better on the pitch. Um, mm -hmm. But, yes, I'm still not the biggest fan. Uh, so questions about the match. Um, and Nick, I want to see if you have any questions for him too, but 
Uh, like, what was the showing for the for the women's match? Was it mainly just you guys, or or like how has this been presented in in uh, Louisville? Like, is there? Um, we have some going? a bunch of people from different Spurs clubs all around. Um, I would say <clears> the crowd was largely for Club America. Um, oh, really? But Interesting. Yeah, uh, Mexican fans really just love to travel. Um, <laughs> I mean, we see it with like the the men's national games and stuff as well. That's like, true. It always feels like a home game for Mexico. But yes. um, there was like small pockets of different Spurs fans from all over the place. We met uh, people from Columbus, uh, yeah. some people from Pittsburgh um, and, and just, you know, various random other cities. Um, no, that's actually, awesome. At the game uh, at the bar, we had a, a Vermont Spurs couple um, that sat next to me. Um, so it was kind of cool to see people traveling from all over the country just to, to quite... see the women come and play. Yeah, yeah that's quite the travel. Yeah, so. No, that's awesome. I mean, that's that's the joy of being a Spurs fan. And, uh, you know, even I'm so glad that they came to America as just the women's team because women's soccer is a big deal here. I mean, I know that in other countries it's it's still really, like, just getting there. Um, so yeah. you need to come here and really get, like, a professional experience, you know, meet Spurs fans, things like this from across the world. I, I would say it's very probably small to hear, like, a women's team even like an American women's team going somewhere very far and getting people showing up from like, if the Washington spirit came to like this side of the country, I might go, you know, it's not going to be this right. so crazy, you know, people coming from States away to see them. Um, so yeah, no, I think that's really cool. I'm so glad that you got to be a part of it, that we get a little inside scoop on that. Um, but yeah, that's so cool. Crazy Nick, stat about, uh, I was going to yeah. say about women's soccer right now. The three attended games this last year, I think. Oh or yeah, in twenty twenty two, are all women's games. Yeah, the, women, yeah, the, the uh, Euro final, and then yeah. Barcelona mm -hmm. Madrid and Barcelona PSG, I think, mm -hmm. or something like one that. One was the Champions League, and one was El Clasico, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Three most highly attended soccer match. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's on the rise, and USA is still number one, so we're good. <laughs> I don't know. We've I got some a, of the a long history. I watched the Euro though. There's some pretty good teams out there, so oh, they're coming up. It's only going to make the game better because mm -hmm. I mean we have like five World Cups, but four of them are were kind of boring to watch. And USA blew mm -hmm. everyone out. You yeah. know, now it's like now it's dangerous. You don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, it's fun to see. Of, Go on. I was just going to speaking of dangerous and don't know what's going to happen. Talk about uh, the this, this Tottenham match. Okay, we're gonna get there. <laughs> yep, we're gonna get there in one second. <laughs> I will say, I want to say, so like with the women's Spurs that you saw, were there any players? Like, cause I know I was asking you about Nas. Were there any other players that kind of stood out to you, or that you got? I don't know to see a good a good look at either at the at the game or anything like that people that you've heard of and and wanted to see play. Yeah, so um, like in the especially in the second half, like Ashley Neville really had. Uh, a, a good game. Brazil had a couple of good runs. Um, those are like mostly the, the two players that I was focused in on. Nice. Yeah, the one I don't know her name, but we have, I want to say she might be the captain, but she's like a young star from Morocco. She's played a lot with us. She plays on the wings. Um, she's really good. Uh, but she scored the like winning PK to send Morocco to the Women's World Cup for the first time uh, just like a month or two ago. And so she's one that I, I would keep my eye out for. If I figure out who it is, I'll post her on the Discord so you guys can chime in and keep your keep your eyes on her. 
But, all right, so we're going to get straight into this game. You know, those are the fun parts, but now comes the hard work, uh, the heavy lifting. Um, and as Spurs fans, we had to work until the last minute. I wouldn't expect anything less from Stamford Bridge. We all know the final result, 2-2. What a beautiful match. But, man, what a game. I mean, I'm still, again, coming down from, from Sunday. It's now Tuesday. <laughs> um, but before we jump in, I want to tell you guys a little bit about my adventure. It kind of happened um, last minute, like end of the week. I wasn't sure if this was the way it was going to go. But for me, uh, I went back to the legendary House of Football in L.A. Um, I actually <laughs> recorded another podcast, helped produce and record um, a show called The Two Zip podcast uh it's a basically a new soccer podcast that my friend is creating um and i'm helping him with it but everyone keep your eye out for it we'll definitely post everything that i say um on our channel too i'm gonna hold it down for spurs i had my midu kit on it was dope um and again if you don't know much about house of football it's this speakeasy i was telling matt about it last week nick but it's this speakeasy soccer bar in la in like the basement of a mexican church Absolutely awesome. One of the dopest soccer venues in LA. And even though it's tiny, I would say like in America, it's just so cool. Very LA. Um, so I go in there knowing it was going to be like this. I was a little bit late. Uh, my friend came with me. He's actually a Chelsea fan. It's all okay. Um, <laughs> but I get in there and basically I am maybe 0.5% of the fans were Spurs fans and I'm the one. <laughs> there you go. So it was basically 50 versus one, Noah versus a hundred, you know, it was, it was crazy. And we all know how that game went. So I'll tell you more and more about it as we kind of get to it in the match. But uh, the one thing I'll say, cause I, I can't tell you guys everything. It was difficult being there. It was a very, oh, European, very like a mob mentality. I could have got beer poured on me or something thrown at me at just about any moment. Um, and not for that reason, do I not like the Chelsea fans? That's perfectly fine. Because if there was a one Chelsea fan at the Greyhound, he's going to be taking it most of the time, you know? And so I'm not mad at that, but I will say that I am just so happy. I'm not a Chelsea fan after the whole thing. There's so many little stories I could tell you. The main point is thank God I'm not a Chelsea fan. God <laughs> and I choose correctly. Um, yeah. Basically, just all their chants are so horrible, but uh, just corny. And uh, we bought a title, we bought a title, all stuff like that. But, <laughs> yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, I will tell you guys more details of the the, the hilarious stuff that happened, why I should have got kicked out, almost got kicked out three times. Whatever. We'll get to it, but we'll do it in the, in the minutes of the match. <laughs> um, so, to start from the beginning, the way we usually like to do this, let's start with the lineup. Um, I've been talking a lot. Nick, I'm going to pass the mic to you. So uh, just from the beginning, very easy. Our lineup didn't change. Um, no. So, yeah, what were your thoughts going into it? Did, would you have rather – I mean, we know the result, but going into it, would you have rather seen a change? Was there anyone you should have made that starting lineup and anyone that should have just not been there? Uh, no, I didn't see any reason especially from our first match that we yeah. needed to switch anything up i think everyone's been playing a pretty good mm -hmm. um in pretty good form especially going back to the end of last year yeah mm -hmm. so 
And then plus you still had Basumas coming still off like I think an injury or mm-hmm. Perisic's, I think or both of them. So you knew they'd get East back in. At least I thought they would. But if as long as their guys in their positions are playing well, and Sessa and Yona and Emerson are both are both playing well enough through the first mm-hmm. match, I thought so. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, exact same. And um, no, I mean it was good to see. I think we talked about it last episode, but kind of like these boys deserve it. But then it's also nice kind of just giving that vote of confidence to these players. You know, like, you're doing good, yeah. you, you get it. You know, we're not just going to be like, we spent all this money, get on in there. It's like, no, uh, let's keep it where it's at and then change how we need. Um, Matt, were you kind of feeling the same going into it? Like, you know, this 11 is perfectly fine, even though it's a completely different match, Chelsea and Stamford Bridge. Um, no, I think that Parasite should have started so that I could have gotten that's my true. <laughs> I was gonna basically do that at the end, but but we're doing it now. Yeah, so the first loss of the season was to Matt. Uh yep, yeah, so everyone, the public, Instagram, you're all shame him. Shame him. Shame him. Boo this man. Yeah. Uh finally, me and Nick took the lead. Uh, but now let's actually jump straight into that position and mm-hmm. into that, you know, role. So it's kind of weird. Um, Seth gets the start. He definitely didn't play as well as before. He had a few chances. He was kind of doing the same thing. Um, but Matt, what were your thoughts on Seth Young's performance? And then I'm going to talk a little bit more. Throw it over to you, Nate. I think he doesn't have like any moments that I can glaringly think back to where he gave up like a huge defensive error. But also, it, there's nothing I can think of where he really stood out either. Um, he had yeah. that one good run that he didn't score on. Um, yeah. And apart from that, like it was kind of just our, our whole team was just absorbing pressure. So it kind of felt like everyone yeah. was on their back heel the whole match. Yeah. Well, and you were saying it when we were kind of watching those highlights before we started, just that the highlights make it look like we had a lot more of the ball in the yeah. first half. Yeah. But we all know wasn't the case. Not um, even close. Nick, what were your thoughts on basically, you know, we'll ask more about the, the lineup and stuff, but just on the whole first half, because, again, the highlights looked like it was a pretty fair match, but watching it, I mean, it really wasn't. Um, what were your thoughts on on possession, lack of possession? What was happening in the first half for us? I just thought the mid, we there was no connection with that midfield. Yep. I feel like that's where I thought at halftime, I'm like, oh, I think we'll see some changes. I thought we'd see Basuma come on at mm-hmm. halftime. Um, to be honest, just because I thought that's where we were losing everything. We didn't see a Kulu, Sun, or Kane really at much or at all in the yeah. first half. I think that's because all possession was over the top and anything that we were trying to build was over the top because we couldn't work through anything through the middle. That's where I really thought we'd see some changes. Yeah. I think this is another instance where we feel like the strikers weren't present in the game, but it's not because they weren't present. It's that we just couldn't build up through the midfield to get the yep. ball. Yeah, like uh, you would say, like, Sonny and Harry, like, they're not really getting on the ball, but I think you're exactly right. Uh, I think the, the original loss of possession and, and loss of the plot was the midfield, like, basically Bentecourt and Hoybier, and there's not much creativity or ability to keep the ball. Um, nope. Now, you can blame them directly, but they're also going against Angolo Conte and whoever else. Um, and Conte was on our back the whole game. Um, yes. but yeah, they, they had our number most of the match for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's why I think you you made a, a great call out of I thought Basuma was going to come in, at least somebody in that midfield. Like, that's where I thought the change needed to happen. Um, but I wanted to actually, you know, we're going to jump forward. We're going to jump around. Again, this game was very emotional, and most of it didn't happen until the very end. Um, but thinking of Cess, then thinking of the midfield, uh, Conte, we haven't really seen something like this from him. You know, he's only been here about six months before this. First real season. Um his first substitution was was a bold move. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't out of anyone's books. I don't think anyone was ready for it. Dessing off Jarless and on. Yeah. Take out a center, put in a center forward. Um, yeah, they grab the four four two. Thoughts. Yeah. I was surprised yeah, to see him go to Yep, go on, go on. Sorry, sorry. No, I was just gonna say the same thing you probably were, and I'm surprised to see him switch to that four four two. Like yep. he was so married to it last year. Yeah, and pretty much everywhere he's ever played, um, I was, it's like, huh? Yeah. Now, Nick, I'm gonna get your opinion on this also, but Matt, um, now, do you guys think that that is the only spot for Richarlison? Because I mean, he's like changing the whole formation to put Richarlison in that top key position. Is that where we'll see him every every game? Like, is that the, no. the formation that we'll have, or is that because no? Richarlison can come on for Kane and play the center striker up top. He can come on for Kulisevsky on the right. He could possibly even play on the left or put, you know, shift somebody to the left and put him on the right. Yeah. He'll, he'll be able to fill in across the whole front three, really. Okay. And we're going to keep the topic right here. Um, Nick, what are your thoughts on that, uh, that new formation <laughs> that, that was created and basically seeing Richarlison up top? Um, was it good? Did you like it? Were there, you know, what what was right and wrong with that? I mean, we scored. So there we I go. <laughs> that's a little. There's a little indication there. I think we did look better in a four four two, at least offensively, for a bit. But I, I thought we also are exposed more defensively at the same for time sure. because of I, it. So well, yeah, we. I think the plan awesome. was to try to bring more people into the attacking area to be able to create passing patterns and create a different shape so that maybe the Chelsea players are out of position to try to be able to build up. Like mm-hmm. if we just make a like for like sub and stay in the same formation, they don't have to change how they're pressing us at all. And they can be just yes. as effective. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, no, that's a, it was, it was a, it was a tactical change for those yeah. reasons. I think it was, it was a good one. And you're right though. Right? Cause like, were you guys surprised to see Bruce Charleston on for not Kulu or son? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like I think I, maybe that, that probably froze Tuchel for a bit, trying to figure out how to adapt oh, to that. Yeah. Yep. And my expectation was to see probably like Benton Kerr get taken off for Basuma as the first sub would have been like where yeah. I would have put money on. Uh, even Hoiberg. Yeah. Hoiberg was pretty yeah. non-existent besides the goal, I thought. For sure. <laughs> well, yeah. And, we, and I mean, we can jump straight to that. So, you know, uh, 57th minute, Richarlison comes off for Young, changes the formation, and then 10 minutes later, we get this goal. And the goal is created basically by um, what you were saying, kind of like overloading the front, Tuchel not mm-hmm. really knowing, but then also finally our forward players being able to put pressure on, having that extra man. I mean, it really just came from Sonny pressuring them in their box. And that's something you don't see a lot. I'm very excited to see – Sonny and our forward players like putting this hard nosed pressure. That's how we used to play. Like you talk about 2016 Spurs, things like that. 
Um, but that's how you love to see it. And that's how you create mistakes, plain and simple. And then, uh, thank God, you know, Hoiber hit the target. Um, yeah. Because he wasn't doing much that day, and all he had to do was hit the target, and no one was ready for it. Mendy wasn't ready. Most of us fans weren't ready. Um, and that's the first time I was about to get kicked out of the bar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think really what led up to that ball was the Chelsea players didn't play to the whistle, and they all thought that Correct. Havertz had, had gotten fouled. And oh, you had to get to that, but go on. Well, yeah, I mean, Benton Kerr played to the whistle and yep. advanced the ball upfield, and yep. then we had the ball in their box and from there, you know, that's what think, we lacked all day. I think that's a harder attacking third. Yeah. I, I think that's a harder hitting point. What you said about playing the whistle, than whether it was a foul or not a foul. Cause it was extremely yeah. close and VAR looked at it to my knowledge. So yeah, I mean, I've really seen not the, a foul. What's that? I mean, there's clear evidence that he, he got a touch on the ball. I mean, yeah. the ball but even the, <laughs> yeah. Well, even with that after the, after the fact, it's clear that the play was like this play happened like a minute before. Like, yeah, Chelsea had regained possession of the ball in between that moment and the goal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so follow not, which that even was 50 50, in my opinion, on the call. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, there's not much to gripe about. I understand. At the time, I thought he fouled him, but then yeah. you look at the replay and it's clear he didn't. Yeah. I mean, even if he did foul him, right, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, bad bad calls happen, and you yep. just have to play yep. to the whistle. I mean, that was that that's was the, that's the theme of the, the theme of the game, right? <laughs> it's at least the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was, I mean, obviously the tackle was beautiful if you uh, determine it as clean, but that was easily, in my opinion, Bentancourt's best play. And when you watch that highlight, it makes me proud every time how fast he got back up off the ground. And won the ball oh, yeah. and kept playing. Um, so and yeah, just shout out. Yeah. And he's getting better. I think there was a moment. Go on. I think there was a moment where like he was unsure whether or not the there was going to be a whistle, and he kind of looked for a yeah. second, and then he's like, "No yeah. whistle, play." And then yep. that's how I mean, what you're supposed to do. Yep. And then he did a step ahead, and thank God, <laughs> one one. Yeah. Uh, I go crazy. That place goes silent. Um, one thing I'll say, I don't know. I'll maybe get your guys' opinion. I've seen many Chelsea memes talking about it since, and the whole bar was just, you know, like hated Anthony Taylor. I don't think Anthony Taylor's that great of a ref, but I thought he was They're calling awful. it bad both ways, in my opinion. Oh, uh, he was just, he was shit the whole game. Yeah. Was, yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I, I actually watched the game with my oldest brother, who's a Chelsea fan, and, I mean, my mm-hmm. and my other brother, who is a Tottenham <laughs> fan, we were watching yeah. it all together, and we were all saying how terrible he was doing f- in general. Most yeah. like early in the match, it was all against us. I thought, and then mm-hmm. then you saw some glaringly terrible calls. And he was definitely days. doing the like, okay, that was almost a call, so I'm not going to call that. And then another thing happens. Well, I can't call that, you know. Like, yeah. Very, like trying to like get like you know, uh, even it out. But it's and, funny because. Uh, go on there. I want to advance it to the next goal that happened. We can forget oh, the first boy. Chelsea goal, whatever. <laughs> but the second, the second Chelsea goal almost feels like um, oh, you yeah, know, got fouled off the ball, and it felt like no, he was like, oh, oh he well, definitely did. I didn't call the Benton Kerr thing, so I can't yeah. call this one either. And it directly led to them scoring. 
So like mm-hmm. all of the Chelsea whinging about the foul that led to the goal and not getting called, like they had their exact same thing and they don't, they don't mention it at all. And it was no. more egregious too. Right. Yeah, no. And, and the foul was directly in the buildup to the goal. It was like three yeah. seconds later, two passes and then a goal. Well, one correction, just so when when you we all go and play it back, because now I want to go see that and just like oh, uh, it's terrible. But it, but it, it's on the right. But it's Harry Kane. It's Harry Kane and uh, Richarlison. I'm pretty sure it's not Kula. Well, I'm pretty positive it's Harry Kane. I could be wrong. It's not in front of me at this second. But um, to my knowledge, it's Harry Kane and Richie. And uh, Richie basically plays like a slow ball to Kane, and then he gets swallowed up really quickly. So I kind of want to talk to you guys about that. With just like are this new attacking duo, they're not a duo yet, but like these new players up in our attack and them not knowing everything about each other. Like Richarlison yeah. kind of after the ball gets taken away, he's kind of like out of the play. And I just think as it goes forward, all of those players will get a lot better at being next to each other. Like, I mean, Harry Kane knows the exact run Sonny's going to make with his eyes oh, yeah. closed, you know? And I think even players like Cess being up there, they're like learning – when when that person will be there, how much further to hit it, you know, the power and the pace. And so, like, sometimes I feel when I was watching, it's like Kane wasn't even ready to get that ball played to his feet because no one does that from five yards away. <laughs> you know, like, we haven't had a player in those positions for so long. So, uh, kind of just keeping that open, what are your guys' thoughts on Richarlison's performance and just, like, our, our players up top, were they meshing, you know? Uh, Matt, what do you think? Um, I think Charleston came on and played well. He um he had like a, a really good work rate. Um mm-hmm. and you know, he he got stuck in when he needed to and without being a for being a forward without getting the ball, it, yeah. it's difficult to really judge. But on, on those yeah, days, I think he played fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought he played great. I think you're exactly right. It's hard to it's hard to tell in about thirty minutes of maybe five touches or something like that. Yeah. Um, but no, but I, I think he did what he does. Is he kind of like that Asian of chaos guy that just runs around, <laughs> runs, behind, runs behind you, you know? He gets behind yep. you, so you never know where he's at. And he yep. did a good job at that, which opens up things. So. Yeah, I mean, and then you could, whether he's offsides, I mean, he's definitely offsides. Does he affect the play on the Hoybier right. goal? Um, and I want your guys' I opinion. So. I don't think so either. He doesn't touch the ball. Line of sight is pretty difficult because there's five other players in the line of sight. Yeah, he's just. I don't like, think yeah. he was more obstructive than anyone else. Yeah, that's my thing. I think he probably was a little in the way, but not to any more that Koulibaly was or whoever I think yeah. that was yeah. in front of him. That I think Hoiberg shot even came off of his the guy's calf. Uh, it, it, yeah. it bounced up so, over his leg. So even then, like that's more of a a, a factor. I feel like in than anything. Mm-hmm. So. And I mean, and obviously Mike Dean agreed with us. So <laughs> was Mike Dean, uh, Mike Dean or <laughs> VAR? VAR yeah. Oh, was he? He was. Yeah. He like the official. Does he only do VAR now? No. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I th- <laughs> no, I think he does oh, now. I think because he. Re- I think so. Okay. Well, he retired, he retired, retired off the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I know he retired from the pitch. I didn't know he was still doing. Any he football. was the VAR official for that. <laughs> I, I do like, know that okay. for sure. Well, even without, if you guys don't like Anthony Taylor, we'll give them Mike Dean. Right. Okay. Right. We had our we, own boogeyman. I mean, I saw, won Mike Dean. 
I mean, the battle of the bridge is always a battle, and they they always put half blind refs in to make sure that the the emotions go up. Like, oh, and Chelsea yeah. always just whinges about it for you know. Three oh weeks. yeah, yep. We'll hear about it six months from now. Yep. So a few other things we have to talk about. We're kind of getting out of order a little bit. Obviously, we ran straight past the Koulibaly goal. I mean, yeah, exactly. I don't really Man, care. That was to talk a- about it. We were playing that defense. It was a great hit. It was a good strike. Yeah, whatever. I think, I guess my only statement, like I'm I'm such a superstition-based person. Like that's why I'm a Spurs fan because I I have too much hope. (laughs) You know, and that's, you know, that's like all these Chelsea fans were just like saying like how they bought the league and how they bought all these other things. They don't have anything based on like a 95th minute winner. Like they they don't have anything like that. They don't know what that feeling feels like, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, but so with Chelsea, they get their, you know, $60 million star defender signing and he scores this wonder goal. First goal of the season. I don't know if, if that was his de- uh, debut, but I think that's fine because that just makes their head inflated to where they think mm-hmm. like the size that their head, they think it is, you know, so that's just easily popped. And not only I think we did it there, I think it's going to continue to happen during the season they're going to be like, he's the best center back in the league. W- look at this one highlight. Fuck Tottenham, you know? And then, but I think he's going to let in more goals. He's not fully going to be ready for the Premier League. Um, and I think it'll be a good thing. Leave him in. <laughs> he, he can't be the best center back in the league. He's not Romero. There we go. Damn right. How proud of <laughs> you guys are Kuti Romero. Not just for the hair pulling, but for everything, bro. He <laughs> is such... A dog on the field, like he does not care. And between him and uh, Richie, I think we have something really good going for us <laughs> as far as fight. <laughs> this shit, this shit from Romero yeah. is just next level. I mean, I'm not, I'm not thrilled by the hair pull because for some strange reason, if that does get called out, I mean, that would have sucked. But yeah, mm-hmm. it would have changed everything. Obviously, I, I really think Cucurella falls a bit harder than than the hair pull. Like, I don't, I don't know. This is a fully biased Spurs army, you know, statement, but it looks like barely a hair pull. Like, obviously we see the hand, obviously we see how he fell, but like by the time Cucurella's falling, like the hand's not on his hair, meaning like he could easily just yanked and then Cucurella's flying to the ground. Um, Again, this is a completely Spurs only statement. I don't think any Chelsea, maybe neutral fans would ever agree with that. You guys probably don't even agree with it, but I don't. <laughs> but I'm saying it here. I'm saying I definitely think he, he got away with one. And, hey, he oh, didn't yeah. VAR after the fact said he didn't. Well, uh, well here's, here's my whole take on that, is that I don't think it's a red card offense. It's not been a red card offense more often than it's ever been given a red card yes. before. Okay. Um, but the way VAR works yep. is that it can't retroactively go back and give a foul or a yellow card, which would have given them a free kick there. So mm, if it yeah. had been called at the time, which I think it should have been, then that's one thing and you can say whatever, but you can't blame yeah. VAR for the fact that they, that we got a second corner, right? The only person to blame is Anthony Taylor. Cause he gave, he didn't give the free kick at, at the time and he saw mm. it happen right in front of him, you know? Mm-hmm. So yep. neither here nor no. there, we got the yeah. second corner because we should have by the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. And so before we get that far, no, I fully agree. Before we get that far, um, 
we have to go backwards a little bit. This is a crazy road that we're driving on for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but after our first goal, you know, we haven't mentioned this yet. Uh, Tuchel oh, yeah. turns around to pitch, and Conte's already getting excited. And the first bust up. Uh, we talk about dogs on the field. We got the pound owner. We got the <laughs> the dog pound. Uh, gosh. Yeah, it's, it's great being the one versus 50 and you seeing your coach doing that. It definitely gives you a lot of inspiration and hope and fight. Whereas, you know, I think for the players also, the fans too, uh, at the stadium, you know, going to Chelsea is always going to be difficult. It's going to be, you know, they're going to be taking it out of you the whole time. And to see Conte not back down, I mean, obviously ex-Chelsea manager, and he's like, nah. I'm Spurs now. Like this is this is nothing. And you're not gonna say that to me. You're not gonna do that to my coaches. And you can sit the fuck down. So uh Nick, with the first bust up, did you ever think it would go as far as it did? <laughs> I didn't no, I never thought whatever <laughs> happened happened. I mean, I had a feeling Tugel was gonna do some next level douchery because that's who he is after they scored their second, yeah. but yeah. Um which I don't know how he didn't get punished for that either, by the way. Like, how yeah, did he like, just I thought, rinse across I, our in entire moment, bench? I was like, that's, that's a second okay. Yeah. 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 But, You're talking about him running down the touchline? He ran right, running, across, our yeah, entire right bench. across our bench and celebrated in front of our yeah. bench. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, perfect. That's That was my next question is then what happened? And, yeah, I mean, you're not allowed – I mean, everyone's celebrations go wild. You, you spread out mm. sometimes. But are you allowed to go in front of the other team's – Technically, I thought not at all. Like you're allowed to celebrate down your own end. You know that was that was something to me. If he had ran out onto the pitch to his players, if he had done anything except for what he did, I think his actions would be acceptable, right? Like celebrate your goal. That's what exactly. But by all means, just don't do it, especially after the first bust up right in front of our bench. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and neither of them got a card for the first. uh, They both got yellows for the first. first Yeah, yeah, and then that is clear retaliation. Yeah, it is 100. Yeah, and that's why I'm even more proud of Antonio Conte's uh, statement on his Instagram post. I thought that was (laughs) I thought that was just like someone you know just Photoshop to be funny, but he does it in English and in Italian just to make sure everyone knows what the hell he said. (laughs) Uh, He probably handed it to someone to make sure he got it right. Does this look right? Yeah, all right, hit send. Uh, I, w- I mean, to me, this is just a question more than anything, but is that something that the FA would go back and, and maybe find him for? Because it's basically creating it. a violent effect. I mean, I, mean, I doubt it too, it. but... If anyone's getting further fine and suspension, it's got to be Tuchel, right? With all his, yeah. like... His post-match him, his, talks. Yeah, how he's talking about best. Taylor, yeah, and them, like, yeah. purposely giving calls away. Yeah. Out their yeah. integrity. I think I'm surprised I haven't heard it already, to be honest, but... I've seen yeah. I've seen reports that he's being investigated for future like suspensions or bans. Nice. Um, I I could legitimately see like if you say egregious enough things about the referees, it being you know half season season type long things like they they really have to stamp that in the butt. Like, oh yeah. At, us as fans and things can say whatever we want about the refs, but yeah. it can't come from the players or from the coaches for obvious reasons, right? Like, you yeah. you can't. You can't call into question the integrity of the game from those participating yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah I mean, just, Declan Rice got a massive work. fine or suspension from uh, Champions League for that. Because yeah. he mentioned something right after the game, after they lost to Frankfurt. 
Mm-hmm. So I mean, you okay. can't say there. And there's a precedent that's that. I mean, obviously, Champions League is UEFA is different than yeah. FA, but sure. but similar enough. Yeah, no, and you're exactly right, man. I mean, when it comes from inside the building, it just degrades its own integrity. I mean, that's how that's what you're doing um, mm-hmm. for the whole the whole league. Now, again, as fans, we can completely hate Mike Dean and all these other sure. things, but yeah, when coaches are saying things. It really makes it hard to go forward. And it just has to be cut out, whatever, however you do it. Um, now, I, I'm perfectly down with criticizing the refs and, and looking into their actions and being able to look back and be like, look, this was a bad call. You know, that's sure. that should be fine um, just in general. But It's different to say something's a bad call versus like, hey, you're intentionally acting yeah. against my team. Right? Those, yeah. two, those are two completely different statements. One is taking an objective reality and making a comment on it, and the other is, Assigning blame to somebody with literally no proof, right? Yeah, just, no, it's, just it's pure. It's like calling speculation. It's like calling a cook a bad cook, and you're like, "This food tastes bad," or it's like you're intentionally making this food taste bad so that I don't yeah. like it. Like you right. knew you put too much salt in it. That's different than just like accidentally putting too much salt in it. Uh, I love that analogy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but, uh, I've never heard that yeah. one. So don't offend the kitchen. <laughs> right. We will oh, cook that's, food everyone food. knows that rule, right? I mean, <laughs> I work food service. I know that rule. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, back to this match and Thomas Tuchel. I mean, he's 0 for 2 because the first one, he started that by like basically approaching that. You, I mean, he like chest bumps the ref to get to, to Conte on that first one. Yeah. And the ref's what keeps him apart. You know, that, and, you know, I guess it wasn't. Conte was still in his technical area, wasn't he? Until it was things like lit off, or it was, it was pretty close. Um, I think. I guess, go on. I, I'm I'm wondering if Tuchel is more so just getting the fourth officials, um, ear and stuff, and bit and like just chewing him out yeah. for the missed call, and then Conte took offense to it. That's like, what I, saying, when I watched it back, and that's what a lot of people have said is that's really what, they're not even even going at each other. He's yeah. going to the ref, uh, Tuchel, and Conte is just celebrating, and then. Like because of that, and they're all like a foot away from each other, then busts up. Um, but yeah, so that was awesome. <laughs> you love to see it. It was intense. I was and like, then, what is going on? Yes. And then we go forward, Reese James scores a pretty wide open goal. This was at the time when we only had four defenders, something we haven't done in about a season. Off, and the, a half. off the foul. Off the foul. You know, on Kulisewski. Um, on, on, we'll figure that out. We might have to do like. <laughs> The Delhi double. So active Delhi double, a Delhi fact yeah. checker. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to just give Nick a 2 1 lead, but you know. No, uh, he's not going to get a lead. That's not it, but we will fact check that <laughs> and let you guys know who was correct. Um, but yeah, so then we have the Reese James, uh, you know, bad defending, but we haven't really played like that in a while. What are your thoughts before we rush forward to this yeah. last goal and, you know, all the more excitement? Uh, Nick, starting with you, what are your thoughts on our defense at that time? Do you blame Ben Davies? Like, why was he so wide open? Is anyone to blame, you know, or was it just something uncontrollable? Matt shaking uh, said yes. So <laughs> I think you could, the, the back line was out of shape for sure. Everyone was pushed too far back four. up. Back four, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm actually surprised we didn't move back to the back three after we scored, but I thought, yeah. I thought yep. we would have moved. But. I think there was, yeah, some culpability on the players for being out of shape. I think they weren't expecting a turnover of the possession. 
lazy getting back. Yeah. You know, which left that far, our far left wide open. Yeah. So at this point, uh, when that goal goes in, basically all 50 to 100 people there all turn around and proceed to flick me off uh, together. So 50 <laughs> middle fingers at once. Uh, no beers on me, but it's okay. Uh, I would have taken the free beer. But uh, <laughs> I wasn't pissed. I had my arms crossed. I knew that the game wasn't over. And uh, so after that, I do have a little note in here. We can, we can jump back to this goal if Matt wants to. But after this, we have um, Raheem Sterling's uh, miss, which is also exactly. Also a wide open goal, almost. I mean, he, he could have, I don't know, inter- England International, what are you doing? Uh, he's always been – this is how he's always shot. But so when it lands to his feet, I wasn't worried. And so he misses, and I go wild. The place is silent. I'm like, woo! And then they all start talking shit to me. And then it's like, again, 50 voices, and they like starting to sing verse one. So I did the most legendary – this is the second time I almost got kicked out. Most legendary chant, probably my favorite <laughs> chant. Matt, you know it. You've definitely heard me say it. But it goes like this, guys. It's very simple. It's two words. Yo, and I just held it. I held it as long as I could until they were all done. And the second they were done, shit, yo, shit, (laughs) yo, shit. shit. That's when I almost got kicked out. They're like, no, man, you can't be doing that. Did you not see them all flick me off? Okay. (laughs) I don't want to rant. This episode isn't just about my time at the house Uh, of football. The bartender was the Anthony Taylor of bartenders. I don't want to talk bad about Andrew, but <laughs> yes, uh, nah, they, they were cool. They didn't kick me out, but you know, they also didn't get a free beer on my head. So something was messed up either way. That was a little like story that I was waiting to tell. I had, had to keep that going. So now we're down two one. Uh, obviously I'm not feeling good. And all of them are singing stupid Chelsea chants of, I don't even want to say it. They're, they're so dumb. But, uh, yeah, all bullshit. And now we're looking at two corners in a row. The second one could have gone in. The first one wasn't going to go in, but we won another corner. And then the second one was very close to going in. And we get another corner. And after watching it a million times so far, maybe two million, you know, one thing I noticed is at that second corner, when Mendy makes a very nice save, he like not like in a he got hurt way, but he like lands on his back and is just laying there. It was more like a, I'm exhausted. Like what the fuck? Another one, you know? And he's just laying there, and I knew what was gonna happen. I think, I mean, like it was just inching closer. It could have gone yeah. to anywhere, and there would have I don't know. Like unless Chelsea would have cleared it out first touch, it would have bounced in our favor. It really felt like that. Um. Matt, I'm gonna give you the, the mic first. Go through your your emotions. What happened, Ledley? You know, jumping up and down. What happened when uh, when that goal went in? Uh, yeah, no, the whole bar erupted. Everyone was just going crazy. It was fantastic. You know, it just always feels great to get that like 90 plus minute goal to equalize yeah. against you know your second least favorite team ever. Um, so. And like your your number one boogeyman when it comes to like getting points. Yes. You know, unlike last year, we finally got points off them this year, which is super great. So yes, 
great start to the season. Infinite we lost what, four four times to them last year. Yeah. Lost like three times yeah. to them in a month. I think. Yeah, <laughs> there, it was three back to back games and then another game. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was it was so bad. So it yeah no, it's fantastic that that we managed to get a point, especially in the way that we did with them yeah. so butt hurt. I just uh, I've been feeding yeah. off of it for days now. Yes, me too. That has been my work. Yeah. <laughs> I like that watching United that. crumble. Oh, oh yeah, it's, man. that's and not Liverpool. pretty. <laughs> it's been fun. There's, there's nothing so pretty Nick, about the United situation. Nick, um, I'm going to throw it over to you. So we got all the sibling rivalry, the turns Derby going on, 95th yeah. minute. Was your brother, like, I don't know what type of fans they are. Was he talking shit before that, you know, like after the Reese James goal? And and then what happened when that ball went in? No, he was pretty tame, especially since he had his, like, one-and-a-half-year, one-year-old kid here. Oh. Watching it with us, but but no, we were, we were surprised. He was He felt like it was going to happen. He's like, I'm not surprised because he's like, yep. we can't. This is us. This is what we've been doing. So, yep. Um, no, my my two friends that I was with were both Chelsea fans, and before that, they were saying like, because everyone else is cheering, they were saying like, calm down, guys. Like, this doesn't feel good. Yeah, um, he was actually yeah. rational. Like, he was like, this. He wasn't really upset about the call or miss call or whatever. He was just like, this is what happens when you don't put games away. He's like, yep. yeah, very mm-hmm. rational. <laughs> like, that's kind of true. I mean, we've been in that that position before where yeah. we're like we had six or seven chances and if we had converted any of them this wouldn't be a conversation we're having but here we are yeah. so yeah and so i get being frustrated by it but like at the same point man it's more on you for not putting away two three easy sitters in front of an open goal pretty much yeah. and giving <laughs> giving away three corners in the last minute like <laughs> yeah defend the corner take one I mean, of those away yeah i didn't know committing a foul like takes out three defenders, so it's harder for you <laughs> on the next. No, you still play. Yeah, um, yeah. What a match! I mean, as you can probably hear if you're listening, like we're all still feeding off of it. It's the, the emotions are so high. It's hard to get ready for the next match to even think about the next match. I mean, before we go that far, um. So we got the, the, the goal at the end, the scenes. We'll talk about, the, you know, the red cards for the coaches and stuff in a second. But just looking at the match as a whole, you know, it certainly wasn't a Southampton game. And we got away with a tie. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, like what were your thoughts on, on where, what was missing? Um, was it a certain player? Was it a, posi- was it a, a positioning? Was it an energy? You know, because obviously the last 20 minutes of the match were not the first 70 minutes. But – Will we get away with playing that type of soccer all season, or like, do we need to change something? Um, Nick, I'm gonna let you start that off. We just gotta clean it up, pretty much. Our passing was, I thought, was awful. Yeah, and that's what killed us. And I think it's good to see that we like these are games we typically, I feel like, lose the past few years, right? Like, yeah, these games where we get dominated. So it feels good to get a win like this. I think that bodes well for this this team. I feel like that could be a huge jelly moment. Yeah. Like you were saying uh, with definitely. these new guys, definitely. especially since Basuma came in and was part of it. I mean, seeing him as jacked as he was after that game, yes. that was awesome. Yes. Um, Perisic is another guy, like, yeah. right, involved. So, I mean, it could be a huge, like, boost for us moving forward. Yeah. No, I mean, th- those pictures of them all jumping into the fans, and you got Richarlison, uh, Basuma, all right there. 
you know, that's exactly right. Because as we're saying, like, we, we know these feelings. We can talk about Ajax. We can talk about Leicester. We can talk about a lot of times where Spurs is one of the few teams that, especially at the top level, that fights to the end, you know. And so those players, just like if you were a new fan or something, you got to go through those emotions to know what these fans are singing about. Know how important it is. Know, you know, what you can do if you try. Uh, to dare is to do. Not to sound extremely corny. But, <laughs> just but also a name we haven't mentioned, uh, and Matt, I'm going to give you this one, but Ivan Perisic, uh, you know, mm. he sent in all three of those corners to my knowledge, maybe yeah. two of them. But, but he definitely he, took the ones on the, the left. I don't, I don't know if he took the ones on the right. I imagine he did. I don't know who he, else we would have had taken. Either way, he did get the assist. I, I mean, that's yeah. for sure. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts on, you know, like, Again, the end of the match, the whole thing is a totality, but also just like Ivan Perisic being a part of this. I mean, way more than Basuma and Richarlison. Like he got an assist <laughs> on his second match, you yeah. know, in Chelsea, <laughs> doing what we kind of asked for. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, he should have started the game, but uh, uh, it's it's good to see, you know, having somebody that's able to take corners uh, apart from Sun is good. You know, yeah. since we don't have... Uh, pre can't get it past the first man Erickson anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I think, yeah, I think it, it was, it was great to see dangerous balls coming in and on the corner, not hitting that first man, not being played short. I mean, not to say that playing short doesn't get us goals. We score off short corners a lot more than most teams do. Um, but in that instance, I think that last like 10 minutes of the match, we really, turned everything up and really just kind of put it all out there. Um, mm-hmm. And it was good to see us get into dangerous attacking positions, especially yeah. in the, in the last moments of the game to be able to tie it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to say like exactly what Basuma or Richarlison or like even Perisic other than mm-hmm. that corner really did. Cause it was such a short period of time. The emotions were high. This is not a game where we had much possession, but just them being there is, 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 is so necessary. And then going back to the corner and the goal, I mean, Harry Kane scores it, but there's a line of three Spurs ready for that goal. Uh, I wasn't sure who scored it. I thought Richarlison did based on his his celebration for a second. Yeah, (laughs) I think he did too. Uh, He was both a a bit surprised and pissed and excited. And yeah, Um, what a goal. What a match. And then if you thought it was over, it was in the Thomas Tuchel show. He's always got a you know, steal the spotlight. Um, <laughs> but cool. as, you know, just 30 seconds later, after some crazy, you know, scenes at whatever end they're in at Stanford Bridge, um, you know, Harry Kane running into the fans. So beautiful. We all love to see it. God, this early in the season, I thought Harry wasn't going to score for two more months. I was a little worried with watching his performance. Hey, he, he can score in August again. It's a there thing There we now. go. It's a thing. Barely ever. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was getting worried too about that, especially after that missed chance he had earlier in the match. Yeah. I was like, oh no. <laughs> My older brother was like, isn't he notoriously a slow starter? I'm like, yeah. Like the first yeah. five seasons, he didn't even. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say it out loud. In August. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Like, I know you don't watch every match, but yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah. we, don't, we don't have to bring that up. Let's yeah. not jinx them. But no. um, but yeah, so just a few more things to touch on. Um, Obviously, the elephant in the room. Um, it's funny. So I, I did that podcast, and it was so much fun. Uh, it ran a bit long, 
but they had a ske- uh, segment called the elephant in the room. And basically mm. I was the elephant in the room and I told them Tottenham Hotspurs are the elephant in the room. None of you guys are talking about them or thinking about them, but, uh, but I told them what was up either way. Now to this episode, the elephant in the room is obviously what happened at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, bench is clear. Thomas Oof. Tuchel, you know, what a child. <laughs> yeah. What a child, bro. Straight to you, Matt. Jump in. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, like they go to shake hands at the end of the match and Conte yeah. shakes his hand and goes to walk on because he doesn't yeah. give a shit about Tuchel. And Tuchel <laughs> After two holds on to him and like, yeah, like it's like you have to look me in the eyes. Although there is documented evidence of Tuchel doing the exact same walk off maneuver to other coaches that I guess yep. he didn't respect. So it's like you you don't get to be that kind of bitch. Like, yeah. and I think the red card for Conte is completely unwarranted. I don't think he did anything in that instance to deserve a red card. That mm-hmm. whole altercation was solely because Tuchel held on to his hand and drug him into that situation. Conte's intentions were to walk off and leave it. Yep. So yeah. I, hopefully they review it and rescind it just out of pure spite to, to Tuchel. Yeah. But I don't even think Conte and his team are even going to fight it. I don't think they care. I think they look know. at it as like a badge of honor. Yeah, definitely. You yeah, know, Tuchel's out right, here. Go on. Yeah, Tuchel, well, Tuchel's out here saying like it's done and over. Like, nah, yeah. move on. And Conte is <laughs> like, no, no. This is, I, my hatred burns on for you. Yes. <laughs> you will not stop this man's passion. Never. Um, yeah, what an amazing thing to see as a fan. Obviously, like, we don't promote violence, not on this show or ever yeah, in yeah. soccer or things like that. But we love passion. Passion is what, you know, drives us to watch this sport and really be a Spurs fan. And so when you have this coach that has won everything all around the world, you know, showing and giving that much passion, it is a huge badge of honor. Definitely. <laughs> um, so thinking about this match. Anything else you guys want to say before we move on? We got a deadly double to do, and then we're going to look forward to the Wolves match. No, I think I think uh, pretty much summed it up. We're all yeah. happy that Chelsea is unhappy, and we got yeah. our point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't right. pretty, but it doesn't matter. Points, point. Damn mm-hmm. right. There's never a dull game at the bridge. It just doesn't no. happen. Um, but the Premier League definitely knows that. They know what they're doing. Um, so before we... Fully look ahead to the Wolves match. There's not too much, but we can go over this Delhi double. So we know Matt lost last week. He's the only one uh, who lost. Wow. He got Loser. three wins. Sorry. <laughs> Rub it in. Yep. Mm-hmm. There we go. But so looking forward to this week, I kind of have one in mind. You guys tell me what you think, and if so, we'll keep it. Very simple. It's not a person or another person, but very simply, will Richarlison start? next week because he no. came in and i think he had a passionate display um does i don't know if anyone maybe he's looking tired kulisevsky anything um what are your thoughts nick I'll, I'll let you answer first i mean that's the deli double and i'm gonna go with it i would i'm saying no i i think he'll stick with i think the better question would honestly be to recycle last week's because i think there's a chance maybe Perisic comes in now Last week's Delhi Double. So that's funny because I thought about that too. I kind of want to do that. Beautiful one for us. Let's go ahead and get an answer for both. You guys want to make this a twofer this week? We got everyone on. Did you get both right to get the win? Yeah. Uh, No, I think there's two points. There's two points up for grabs. Two points? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So no, Richie Richie doesn't. 
Okay. Doesn't, uh, doesn't start, and I, I, mm, I'm torn on Perisic starting or 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 not. All right. Are you still thinking about it? Uh, it's gonna be Sassignon. All right. Yep. All right. I'm in the same boat. No, and That's so funny. Well, this is the biggest. Uh, this will be the biggest uh, week so far because we could either have you know Nick take the lead and Noah fall to last, or mm-hmm. uh, I could go way ahead because I'm gonna go. Richie I'm does start. Richie does and start, and Parasitch starts. Um, I think when they came on, that was the biggest difference on the field. And I think if Conte saw that also, he's going to go for it. I think Sessegnon could could use a break. Perisic deserves a start, in my opinion. And then, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know if Richie like, really deserves it, but I think timing-wise, this could be a good time to now get him into the team. Now, will either of them play 90 minutes? That's not a daily double or daily double, but I don't, I don't think they will. I don't think if, if Richie started, I think he would probably come off. You know, if he started for Kulisevsky, I think Kulisevsky would probably come on later. Um, but I do think this will be the first time we see a new starting lineup. And uh, it's a big week for daily doubles. We're going to see what the audience says, give them two pa- two points, <laughs> see what they think. Uh, but yeah, this could be a crazy showing. Hopefully, Hopefully this man takes lead. I guess, you know, because oh. there are two points, we could split it. There could be down the middle. You guys get one, I get one. Uh, but hopefully hopefully we see some gap between this. But, uh, all right, so we got yep. our deli doubles in. Um, let's look forward to Wolves. Uh, anything that jumps out of you about this game? For me, the only real thing that jumps out is that I will have to be up at 4.30 in the morning on Saturday uh, uh-huh. to watch it. So there's either an option that I go to sleep or I don't go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> That's the deli um, double. Yeah. So does Noah sleep or not? <laughs> well, he gets to. Uh, I was gonna say, do I not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, but looking forward, Nick, I'm gonna let you start it off before we end this night. What are your thoughts going forward to to Wolves? It's definitely a way different match than you know uh, away at Chelsea. But yeah. What are your thoughts going into that? It's. Is it? It's home, correct? Yes, it is home. And That's early good. morning Saturday. I like it. I'm excited about it. Uh, I get to watch it in 4K, so that's even better. Why is that? Is that you just uh, a new TV? YouTube? No, you. Uh, I I did get a new TV, but YouTube <laughs> TV has like 4K, and some of the Premier League matches are in 4K. It's oh really? It's that's amazing. The YouTube TV amazing. is what it's being shown on. Yeah, I'm sure NBC on other things. Oh. Okay. It's like the channel they have, but no, I feel good about it. this week. Conte is going to drill into them to get their their stuff together, and yeah, we'll come out and take another three points. Uh, wolves are tough, but I don't. We shouldn't have any issues. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I fully agree. I think uh, without it being the first game of the season and getting past Chelsea, I think this could be. It's kind of a bold statement, but like one of the easiest games at the moment. Um, I feel like other games going forward, it's not like a crazy run, <clears throat> but I feel like the just string of events, this could be something where like we really connect and click and uh, it could be 2-0 like 30 minutes in and 
That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it, it could be, but then it could be the exact opposite. It could be one where we lose our footing and maybe we've been showing out. Um, so that's, you know, obviously two complete opposites, but um, I'm thinking this one could, could be an easy one. That's my, that's my statement. I mean, from, from my perspective, Wolves lost to Leeds and drew to Fulham. So yeah. Yeah. I don't really think that they're um, punching above their weight class, given that, you know, those two teams are usually uh, either recently promoted or fighting in the relegation places. So uh, yeah. for them to not perform well against those teams really I think shows where their squad's at right now. And I think it, it's a good opportunity for us to come in after a very convincing win against Southampton and then a hard fought draw against Chelsea. We can make a statement here, I think, and, and yeah, play really it's, well. It's, it's for Especially real. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, the only two negative things to my statements were um, two very Spursy superstitious tropes are the oh, games no, we no. say we're going to win are the ones mm-hmm. we like turn into ghosts and no one knows where we went. Um, and then also when other teams are doing really bad, Spurs like to show them, remember you're a professional soccer player. You can do this. Uh, uh, that's <laughs> pre Conte era Spurs. That is, um, thank you. Yes. We, we came in with everything on the line to make champions league and, and won what five nil at the end of the last season. So. Yep. Yep. Or the four, four yeah. nil. Is the, so. the, was, we're playing wolves. I forgot the daily the daily double should be is Noah's boy Adama Traore gonna play? <laughs> no, I was gonna say uh, that's probably the only reason we're gonna win because I'm pretty sure he's injured right now or he's like asking for a transfer so he's <clears throat> he hasn't played yet. Nah, it's okay. They just hired another Portuguese player, so I think they're up to eight now. Well, Surprise. their coach is a little bit more of a whiner than Thomas Tuchel. Um, so it's going to be fun, but Conte won't be on the sidelines. We'll have Ryan Mason. Um, so we'll, I know we know Mason is is uh, passionate. You mean former Spurs manager Ryan Mason? You mean former Spurs legend? I mean current Spurs. <laughs> legend. Yes, that's, Spurs, what, that's what I meant. Ryan Mason's a legend. Yes, he is. Uh, he works to FA Cup, bro. How many players have gone on to be managers at Tottenham? You know how many players have what? Gone on to be uh, managers of Tottenham. Former players gone on to be managers. He's in rarefied air, you know? He's yeah. got to be a legend. And he's only yeah. getting better. We're, we're, <laughs> all talking, we're all talking shit right now, but he's only getting better. I'm excited to see him in 15 years when he comes back. Like, I hope he does his thing with content and when – Whenever that ends, go coach Leeds or somewhere, you know, and take them to a FA Cup and like all these other, just get, get your, you know, <laughs> earn your stripes, you know, go win the German league or something crazy like that. Go win the Dutch league <laughs> and then come back somebody's, and then we're going to, you know, win the champions league. <laughs> somebody's already hoping for American managers to just be out of the premier league. I know. Right. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> What's, what do you have against Jesse Marsh, man? Yeah, man. Why can't oh, he still be? I don't mean to Mason's going to replace him directly. <laughs> I was just giving him a good a good example of where you could go and what, what you could do. Nah, I nah, love Jesse. Was, was Jesse Marsh out? He's done. Yeah, He's so much for the Yankees. Actually, too. Hey, you're right. I do want Jesse Marsh out because we need him at USA. Yeah. So yeah, okay. after okay. this World uh, Cup run, we're not getting him right now. 
Let's let him do his mm. thing in England. And then this team that he's basically already coaching at Leeds can he can go coach them for USA. That's fair. all right. We lost track. <laughs> <laughs> um, either way, I want to say thank you, everyone, if you made it this far. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Antonio Conte. Antonio, Antonio, Antonio. Um, and with that being said, I do want to say one thing. Um, I'm in the process of making our Yankee Yids yearly calendars. They're a hand-carved stamp calendar. You're going to get the whole thing, all the visuals online. But it's all about Antonio Conte. I'm so excited. Um, and, yep, I'm ready for a good season. They're pretty uh, dope. Post any, uh, any sneak peeks on the Discord or anything? There's definitely be a few sneak peeks. I just started carving it. I have the layers already done. So once I get some 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 actual physical things, we're gonna get them out there. Uh, and yeah, everyone join our Discord. We're gonna post it just about every day and on our Instagram. But join the conversation. We it's just starting, so it's still small. But we're gonna turn it into some fun shit talking. <laughs> They're pretty uh, dope. Anything else from you guys before we sign out? Nope. I think we uh, think we did a uh, think we did it. There we go. I think we did. And last but not least, come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. Tip top Tottenham Hotspurs, the greatest team of the year. Tip top Tottenham Hotspurs, raise your glasses and give them a cheer.